Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I just took the biggest sip of water. It wasn't even a sip. I kind of like just chugged water out of my water bottle for like a solid 24 hours straight. And I, it's just like I drank too much and it's overflow. It's like, you know, when you try to fill up a Brita filter and you, you can't continue to put water in it because it's just all pooled up at the top and it is like slowly going into the bottom part like through the filter that's how I feel right now um all this water feels like it's just like in my throat which is awesome so I kind of have like a bubble in my throat I don't know gross way to start the podcast but hey I'm here um it's whoa it's 222 a.m. That's cool. Two, two, two. Love that. Um, it's two twenty-two a.m. Um, but I have not been sleeping well lately, and I know I'm always just like messing up by recording these podcasts super late, and then I get like really tired, and then halfway through the podcast, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired. Um, but I've just I haven't been sleeping well lately, and so I'm like, I want to record this podcast, um, and might as well do it right now because maybe it'll make me tired and then I'll be able to like go to bed. So I am literally recording to you in with like just my bedside lamp on and um, I'm in my pajamas and sitting on my bed. So hopefully when I'm done with this and I am hopefully tired, I can just go right to bed, shut the computer and say goodnight. So that is the goal. Um, so if I sound really, I don't know, quiet I get not quiet but like lethargic sleepy tired know that that's actually the goal and that's a good thing and I should sound like that because I have not been sleeping at all lately and it's so frustrating um but that's totally okay um because hopefully this will make me tired and yeah you get it I've been saying the same thing over and over again um but yeah it's gonna be a chill episode it is going to be another um kind of reflection episode similar to the last episode we had um funny thing is my birthday as we know um is this month is this week and is very soon and also falls right after i mean it's in january right when new year's is so I feel like everybody always makes goals, obviously, for New Year's, but then people are also always making goals for, like, their birthdays, you know? They're like, oh, it's a new year, new me, kind of like you get two sets of New Year's resolutions. Like, one is at the top of the year, and one is when you turn a new age, um, when you have a birthday, I could have just said, but <laughs> something when you have a birthday. Um, but for me, that is, like, in the same month, so I have, like, about a month to kind of, like, test drive those new year's resolutions and then i'm like okay let's get started it's a new year new me for real like i've turned this new age um i wonder how like people born on like january 4th feel you know uh they don't have that much time to test run the new year's resolutions i mean at that point they're probably just the same thing like they probably are not out here being like 24 things i learned in 24 years they're probably just like it's a new year happy new year <laughs> um but yeah that's exactly what i'm going to do today is 24 things i learned in my 24th year and this is kind of a tradition i've been doing this for a long time um kind of i've been doing this for like forever privately just in journals but then more recently in the last like five or so years, I've been doing this either on my blog or YouTube or now on the podcast. So I'm excited to be doing this on the podcast. It's so weird that it literally feels like just yesterday. Honestly, probably because I was just home 
Um, I did like, obviously I was home for Christmas and stuff, but it feels like just yesterday that I was recording my 23 things I learned in 23 years um, podcast, which was at the time a podcast, a YouTube video and a blog post. I was really like in my peak of at that time. I was like posting three videos a week. That was a lot, man. But that was a whole year ago. And it feels it feels so recent. Like I know that girl so well, um, which is funny because sometimes I look back at things from a year ago and I'm like, wow, I've grown and I've changed so much. But for some reason, birthdays, um, birthdays always kind of hit home for me. I always find myself getting emotional on birthdays. I'm, I also have the curse of being very, uh, it's like, I hate it so much. Um, obviously cause I called it a curse, but I have the curse of having insanely high standards for my birthdays and being so, um, high maintenance on my birthday and honestly love my mom to pieces, but I'm going to blame that one on my mom because she always made my birthdays so killer and just so great. Like she would go all out with the decorations. She'd be up all night making things so perfect for all of us kids. And it was so amazing. And also she's such a gift giver and she loves to be a gift receiver too. So I definitely get all those traits from her where I love to give gifts. I love to celebrate other people, but then come time for my birthday, I'm like, do it for me now. (laughs) And it's dirty and nasty and gnarly and I hate it. But I don't know. I, I feel like since I, I was able to kind of like pin it back to when it first happened. But since my 16th birthday, I've always cried on my birthday. I'm always a very emotional person on my birthday. Um, maybe because I'm being let down by my insanely high standards. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just like reflecting on the year and the fact that I'm now a year older, which is always a weird concept. Um, I'm trying to get more acquainted with the idea of aging, um, which is so crazy because I'm 24. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later when I get into these actual, this list um, that I've made. But I, I just really am, it's crazy to me that I'm, I'm, I'm 24, just about. I'm recording this when I'm still 23. Um, But my birthday is in like three days. So I'll say I'm 24, you know, I'm 24. And it's wild to me that I, when you're young, when you think of an older person, you think of someone who is young, if that makes sense. Like the kids I nanny for, um, one of the kids is in sixth grade and he referred to a adult and he was like, oh yeah, this guy was like really old. Like he was like 18 and I was like, 18, (laughs) Like, and I did that too. Like, it's the same way when you're a freshman in high school, the seniors in high school look like full grown adults. They look like they're in their thirties, you know? And it's funny because for some reason in my brain, those seniors in high school, I look at them now, I'm like, you're 70, you're so old. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but like something about that age gap, the juniors, when I was a freshman, totally different story. They were juniors in high school. They weren't older or younger by any means. They were just juniors in high school. Um, And when I became a sophomore, they just became seniors in high school. But for some reason, when those seniors became freshmen in college and I was a sophomore, they were a full different breed. They were in college now. They were like 
out, they, they were just so old and so mature and living in life that I could never imagine. But now for me, I am a, a good amount, a fair amount out of college, a few years now, which isn't even that much. It's like, what, two years? <laughs> I don't even know. But um, honestly, COVID has made me like just forget and not even know how many years it's been since college because like graduating in 2020 was like a joke. <laughs> so I don't even know. But yes, it's it'll be two years this like graduation time this summer, this spring, whatever. Um, but it's just like, I, I don't know. The fact that like all of our timelines are so jumbled up, like we literally think like that when... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like when you're young, you think an, a young person is so old. And when you're old, you think a young person is so young. It's like I literally have to stop framing it. that like, oh, my God, I'm turning 24. That's so old. Like that's not old at all. Like I and again, I'm going to get into this later. But what the heck? I'll just get into it now. I have always thought that like 25 was it. Like that's the cutoff. <laughs> like like you're. You turn 18, you're like technically an adult, but in my case, I was not an adult until I was like kind of like out of college. But, you know, you're not really like an adult until you're like 18. And then you are in college, you're living your life, you know, if you do go to college, whatever, or you're you're working a job or, you know, you're on your own, whatever. Um, you're, you're grown up, you're an adult. And then like you turn 21 and you're like, oh my God, I can drink like legally. I am having fun, blah, blah, blah. I'm going out and I'm going to parties, going to bars, living my life. I'm an adult. And then you can like do, I don't even know, man. You can rent a car when you're 25. What? I don't know. But like, basically what I'm saying is like, your early 20s, the first half of your 20s are like your 20s. And then the second you're 25, you might as well be 30. Like you're old. Like that's the cutoff. That's like when you're, that's when you're old, which is so far from true. Like, I don't know why I've always thought that. And I have thought that like my entire life until now I'm 24, which means I'm going to be 25 next year. I'm like, you know, in my 25th year which is insane like that's 25 years that's so long and I mean this is like duh this next statement that I'm gonna say is literally the most duh duh thing ever but like that's the oldest I've ever been (laughs) like obviously but like that's the oldest I've ever been that's so old dude like I don't even but it's like I don't know why like society and like just like the timelines of other people and the fact that people are getting successful and making money and and like making their lives for themselves so much younger now that like we see someone at 25 and if they don't have their shit together like they're doing it wrong and that's really scary and that's just like ah I don't know but I I have to learn how to reframe that and I want to take this year as I approach 25 next year to really figure out how to reframe that like I am getting gray hairs I'm getting so many gray hairs it feels like and it is not like this by any means but it feels like half my head is gray and that's too many gray hairs you know I I had my white hair I had my platinum blonde phase I had those many many years until I bleached it just 
to absolute death and I had to cut it all off because it was falling off. Um, I, I wanted white hair then, but not in this way. This isn't what I meant. <laughs> like I didn't want the white hair, gray hair so soon, like naturally, you know? Um, and I'm getting it and it's bad, but I'm, I'm like, I have to reframe that. I have to be like, yes, white hairs. I love it. I'm going to celebrate every gray hair I have. It is it is womanhood. It is aging. It is maturing. It is me becoming the woman I'm meant to be. And, and it's a statement. It is a symbol of a life well lived and growth and a journey of experience and adventure. And, you know, I'm like lying to myself when I say this, but... I, I got to do that. I just, I got to do that. Like, I got to say that because that's what I'm trying to do. And I, and I want this year going into this year to be a year filled with joy, a year filled with slowing down, a year filled with l- quite literally stopping and smelling the roses. Like, I just want to slow down and recognize that 23, 24, 25, these next years this isn't me needing to hurry up and figure things out and get it all done. I think if anything that I have learned this year is that I need to slow down and I need to prioritize my happiness and genuinely just do things that will then in turn make me proud of me. I want to make myself proud. You know, I want to make myself happy and I want to prioritize my well-being, my mental health, my joy. And I can't do that when I am hustle, 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 making gains, you know, all that stuff. And I'm tired of living in that culture and that society. And I'm ready to just make the most of who I am and what I have and all that. So on that note, let's get into this list of 24 things I learned in my 24th year. So crazy, dude. So, so crazy. Okay, let's see. Number one is that progress is not linear. Um, I feel like I've said this so many times on this podcast before, but it's not. And it is very much one step forward, a thousand steps back, a thousand steps forward, three steps back, you know, a little back and forth. It's a fun little game. But regardless of whatever line it is or curve or roller coaster it's still progress and I feel like I want to be able to figure out how to honor that more and be able to respect my progress and just be more gentle with my progress and recognizing that you can't get it all done in one day you can't you know let's pick up a new hobby or or start a new job, or move somewhere, and expect it to just, day one, gonna be perfect from there on out, that's just, that's not how it works, and I feel like I just have to remember that things take time, and that progress isn't linear, yeah, (laughs) um, some of these things I'm gonna say might sound a bit repetitive if you've listened to my podcast for a long time, um, so thanks for hanging in there, but it's if this is if these are things that I've been preaching over the last year, I think that's probably a good thing because these are supposed to be all the things I learned in the last year. So if it sounds repetitive, it means I learned something. 
um, number two, which sounds exactly like number one, <laughs> already off to a good start, is that I am happier when I take things slowly. Um, and this is something I kind of learned recently, is that I just really enjoy slowing down. For the first time in my life, I am sleeping in a lot. I used to be the person to, as I am probably going to do tonight, go to bed at 3 a.m. and then wake up at 8 a.m. and just like running on no sleep and being very go, go, go and jumping right into things. And if they fail the first time, just giving up. I still do, but I often um, would give up on things pretty much immediately if it wasn't working out or I wasn't good at it right away. But I need to recognize that if I take things slowly, if I actually trust the process, if I actually put time into things and um, effort, then it'll turn out better most of the time. <laughs> and I'm happier when I take things slowly. I'm happier when I sleep in. I'm happier when I listen to my body and just relax. And I'm happier when I have had a stressful day and just sit down and paint, you know, do something chill, something calming. I, I sit down and read a book. You know, I'm not doing anything too egregious. Um, I like a simpler, slower life. And I'm really happy to have learned that this year. Um, number three is mental health matters and therapy works. <laughs> um, I saw a few therapists this year on and off. Um, online and in person. I do believe that in-person therapy is probably the best thing for me. Um, but I think it's really cool that obviously there's online therapy, there's phone therapy, all these things. I'm sure there's like texting therapy. So anything that really like works for you, I would recommend. But it works, dude. I'm not in therapy right now, but I can tell you what when I am in therapy, I am a better person. Obviously, you have to find a therapist that works for you and works with you. But I just like feel so much better. And it's insane how well it works. Um, I kind of like joke and say that I could totally benefit from having a therapist like every day, like going to therapy every single day, just because I feel like I love to talk about my problems. And I love to talk things through and work things through out loud. Um, rather than just in my head that's or even just like journaling you know it's it's a really helpful way for me to work things out is just take it from my brain and all those jumbled thoughts and either put it on paper or speak it out to someone else so I've noticed that when I can't you know figure out my things in my journal after days and days on end of writing something um I can talk about it and talk about it with a very unbiased person. You know, it's great to be able to talk to Reese or, you know, my friends about something, but it is so much better, not so much better, but it can be more helpful to get the opinion of not only like a highly educated person, <laughs> which super duper helps, but someone who can tell you things from, like I said, an unbiased perspective that is so nice and so helpful. And it's just really, it's really great. So I love that. Um, number four is bad art is good art to create and get messy. I definitely have been learning this on my own a little bit uh, throughout this year. But the main place that I learned this was probably when I was teaching art to 
um, toddlers and elementary school age kids, young kids, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Um, these kids were so creative and just had no limits. And I love that something that's really amazing about them is that they don't compare their art to anything because they don't know about good art. You know what I mean? Like they aren't out here on social media following different artists or, you know, they haven't taken an art theory or an art history class. So it's like, they don't know and they're just making things that makes them happy and they're just doing things because it feels good it feels good to get your hands messy and to slap your hand covered in paint down on the table that feels great so you're gonna do that and you're gonna rub the paint all around the canvas with your hands and let it get under your fingernails and let it dry up and crack on your hands and then flex your hand really intensely and feel the paint kind of peeling off in places where it was once caked on there I think that is a wonderful thing and young kids kind of taught me that they taught me how to create and to express myself and explore who I was and 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 my creativity through just kind of being careless not careless carefree I'll say and that is a wonderful thing and the fact that it doesn't have to be good. There is no good when it comes to art. It's obviously all subjective, but that you can just do things that make you happy. And I think that really does apply to every aspect of life, which I love and I think is very cool. Number five is a walk outside heals the soul, which is very true. I did so much more walking this year. Um, I will say since moving to New York, I haven't really been doing like going on a lot of walks, which is kind of a bummer, but just because I literally walk everywhere other than that, like I'll walk to work or I will just walk to the grocery store or walk to blah, 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 you know, I'm walking everywhere, all those places, <laughs> all my fave spots. <laughs> um, but so I do a lot of walking just to get from point A to point B, but other than that, like if whenever I'm home or honestly a little bit when I'm here, um, I have just been walking so much. If I ever need to clear my head, if I ever want to just get my body moving or think about like things I'm grateful for, think about things that make me mad, think about things that make me happy. Like I like to just get out and walk and just let my mind roll. Like just see what happens, whatever happens, happens. Um, and it's good because it's just, it's really nice to be able to move and process things in that way. And just also just getting a new sense of scenery and being in a new place is very helpful when you're trying to not overthink something, you know, when you want to just kind of clear your head, um, a change of scenery is very helpful. Um, Number six is removing myself from social media is also healing. Um, I do want to have a whole episode about this. Um, I'll be honest. I was really like insanely passionate about the whole like leaving social media thing kind of right when I did it. And now it's been like a month or so, maybe even like a little more than that, um, two months or something. And... I kind of just like haven't really been thinking about it that much. <laughs> like I've been private. I removed 
thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. Um, and now I'm just kind of chilling on Instagram and I don't really think about it anymore, but I will say I don't care as much and I'm enjoying posting more. I'm enjoying the community that I've built more and I'm having a lot more fun. And also just, I don't, I'm not getting stressed out by it. Like it was a stress that even when I like claimed I wasn't really doing social media anymore, just by having the followers, just by being public, just by allowing my world to be consumed by whoever pleased to do so. Um, it was, it was draining. It was tiring. And I'm going to make an episode about that and talk about that because I, I do really want to. So I'll do that once I get the motivation to do so. And <laughs> whenever that happens, happens. So no promises on that. But here's a big fat maybe. Um, but it has helped. And I'll recommend it. I'll recommend it to you guys as well to do so. Um, number seven is that comparison is the thief, thief of joy. Obviously, we all know this. This is a very popular very common concept but it is important and I think just like recognizing that even if you aren't comparing yourself in a negative way just if you're comparing yourself in any way it's kind of harmful you know just because like we're all individuals and you can't really control other people at all and I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what I'm saying right now, but just that comparison is the thief of joy. And that's all I'm going to say, because um, I will say I was right in my earlier prediction and I am really tired, but I'm going to, I'm going to power through this. My eyes are like half shut, but that's fine. <laughs> oh my God, let me, let me take a quick uh, sip of water so I can fill this Brita filter back up. The Brita filter of my that is my body. Oh, what am I saying? I don't know. Okay, one second. You still there? Cool. Oh my God, I need to like breathe. Give me a second. I don't want you to hear me breathe. That's like embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God. I can't breathe. What does anyone else get like out of breath when you drink water? What's going on with me? I will say though that water really made me awake again. I'm alive now. Amazing. Um. Oh my god, I'm literally so tired. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna finish this. Um, because this is the chill, cool episode where I do it when I'm actually asleep. This I'm actually asleep right now, and this is just me sleep talking. Um, yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, number eight is that we all grow at different rates, um, and social or societal timelines are BS. That is so true. Um, and I, this is kind of what I was speaking about earlier, how it's like, I don't know, society expects us to, by a certain age, to have it all together. I mean, obviously things have changed, you know, people are getting married, older people are starting families later or not at all, um, and, you know, people are getting new jobs that didn't even exist, like, decades ago, so, or even, like, a few years ago. So I think it's just, like, the 
the standards are changing and the expectations are changing, but I think it's really important to not let yourself be stressed out by other people. You know, other people are going to succeed in different ways and other people are going to fail in different ways. And you just have to be there for you and cheer your friends on along the way. You know, I I think it is kind of useless to wait around and be sorry for yourself because one of your friends is doing better than you. Like (laughs) doing better. See, that's not, it's not even doing better. It's just like, be it's doing something different at a different time you know like you're going to succeed it's going to happen just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen and also success is defined very differently for other people so it's just like you can't you can't compare your life to someone else's you can't compare your timeline you can't compare oh, I went to grad school right after I graduated versus I went to grad school six years after I graduated. You still both went to grad school. Good for you. You have the same degree. Good for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you just have to recognize that things will happen to you when they do and everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you might take a little longer to learn some lessons in your life and I feel like all of the experiences we go through shape us for like who we become in the future and I think that you have to honor that and you have to respect that and I think that that's really important to respect your own timeline and be gentle with yourself when it comes to just kind of giving yourself grace with that fact that you might be a little bit slower or a little bit faster than some other people in your life and I think that that's okay um yeah (laughs) um number nine is growing up and being independent is scary but it's possible um I've mentioned this before I think but maybe on my youtube channel or something but When I was ready to move to New York, I didn't know that I actually wasn't ready to move to New York. Um, But sometimes it just takes just doing it in order to, like, get it done and finally actually be ready. Like, I don't think I would have ever been ready until I actually got here, if that makes any sense uh, at all. But I just, like, it, it was a process, and it was scary, and it was hard, and being independent is so tough and though I'm fully independent right now I still totally depend on my friends and my my boyfriend and my family to be very much emotional support (laughs) um and just like a well-being crutch um but it's hard and it's scary and I have changed a lot since moving to New York and um I, th- I mean, it's funny because I feel like in general I'm like the same person, but I've gotten so much more tough. But I, at the same time, I've gotten so much more sensitive. I'm confused and I'm scared and I ask so many more questions and it's weird and tough and hard and all these adjectives. And I don't know, I don't think I was ever ready for it, but I'm glad that I did it when I did if that makes sense, like moving to New York and deciding to be independent. Um, I'm very grateful that I always have my family to fall back on if I ever 
you know, if I like absolutely needed somewhere to go, if I had to move home or something, I could, if I needed to depend on them for money or something, I mean, it wouldn't be like a regular thing. Like, it's not like I can just be like, Hey, parents pay my rent forever. And they'd be like, yeah, God, I wish that would be awesome. But no, that's very much not a thing. But like, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to, you know, like if I do need help, it's there, but I have yet to ask for it and very much on my own and it's tough, but I'm doing it and I'm proud of that for myself. Um, number 10 is that Bumble BFF rocks and I think it's highly underrated. Um, I have met most of my friends, if not all of my friends through Bumble BFF and I had met, I've met some amazing women and I'm just excited about that because making friends as an adult is hard, but also making friends in a new city is hard and something like a dating app for friends. So freaking awesome. My birthday party is on Saturday and I will say I think 98% of the people coming are Bumble BFF friends and that's cool so I'm excited and I'm excited for them to get to know each other and then hopefully like who knows maybe we'll make a friend group or something Ugh, a friend group is my absolute dream my literal only dream um but yeah, Bumble BFF rocks, guys. Go download it if you want to make new friends. It is very legit. It is very cool. And I have met so many amazing people. Um, number 11 is never apologize for being me. I know that I wrote this with only one thing in mind, and it was um, my parents making fun of me and calling me a golden girl like Blanche from the Golden Girls when I wear my pastel pants that are definitely some grandma's pants because I got them in some thrift store and they're some no-name brand. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're right about that. But it's like also, I'm not going to apologize because I love those pants, you know? And if I look like a grandma, I look like a grandma. And that's okay. Like, I'm not going to change for someone else and I'm not going to apologize for wearing something that I like. So that's what I had in mind when I wrote number 11. Number 12 it's okay to ask for help, like, actually. Um, this is something that I often don't do because asking for help is really scary and tough, and I just, I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. I'm, I'm okay for asking for help but for random things, but, like, little nothing things. But when it really comes down to getting, like, serious help, whether that's for, like, mental health or mental health I don't know what else but you know something like that it can be hard and it can be scary but it's it's okay and it it helps uh, believe it or not how crazy is that wow but yeah I feel like for forever for my whole life I I have not been one to ask for help I've not been one to really share my emotions to share how I'm feeling to ask questions in that way and I think now I'm kind of starting to be able to. Um, it's a process, but I know that going to therapy this year had been a huge step for me. And that's amazing. And that kind of helped in that realm. Um, and also just Reese, my boyfriend, has been like so amazing with helping me. Um, when I have silly little goofy questions or I need help with like mundane little things that 
even though they seem mundane to someone else, they might give me like really, really bad anxiety. And then I'm just, it's okay to ask for help for things that seem silly, you know, if it'll make your life easier and make you less stressed out, like ask for help. It's not dumb. It's not bad. It's okay. Um, especially if you have people that make you feel safe, um, which I do, which I'm very grateful for. Um, number 13 is age does not equate maturity or capability. Um, is that like grammatically correct? I don't know, but whatever. Basically what I'm saying is that I learned a lot from a whole bunch of 15 year olds and 16 year olds this summer. And I learned a whole lot from a whole bunch of (laughs) first graders this fall. Um, and you know, just because someone's young doesn't mean, I mean, we all learned this with like Greta Thunberg. Okay. So we know this, this is old news, but I just think that like, just because someone is young or just because someone's really, 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 really old. (laughs) What am I saying? I don't know. But just because someone's young is the main thing that I'm like looking at here. Um, doesn't mean that they're incapable. doesn't mean, like, you should push something aside. Like, I always thought it was so silly when... And I say this from the perspective of, like, love. Like, an adult looking at a really young person and being like, you're not... Like, how could you feel love? Like, you're so young. Like, you don't know... You don't understand what it feels like to, like, experience heartbreak. Like, you're still so young. But it's like, what? Yes, of course I do. Like, and maybe I can say that because I was so recently so young and I still am so young, but like young people feel big feelings and young people think big things. And I think that it's really important to honor that and to respect that and to listen to that. Um, And I feel like we don't do that enough, even though obviously we have like Queen Greta and like other people who are young, you know, she's just like the main example, but Jojo Siwa... (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's it's just important. And I learned so much of that from all my girlies at camp this summer, which was so amazing. Um, Okay. We're so close. Not really. We're like halfway there. Whatever. Um, Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. This is number 14. Always share your feelings and emotions in relationships. Um, This has to do with romantic relationships, but I will... I could, I guess this could work for like friendship relationships as well, but I, this mainly is just communication. This is like communication is key. Um, but (laughs) more so in the sense of romantic relationships where if you're feeling some kind of large emotion about love or how you feel towards someone, I am a firm believer that you should share that. And I think telling someone about if you feel lonely or you're feeling lost or you're feeling like you need help or you're feeling like you want more of something like you need to communicate that with your partner and you need to tell them things and it's like I'm so over the like oh my god what do you think I'm like weird if I think this I mean I say that I'm over it as if I don't actively still think that and do that for some certain things but like you know I'm trying hard to be like I need to communicate this feeling. I need to communicate this thought. Or if, like, obviously, recent I've been dating for a long time, but, like, if, you know, when you're first falling in love, I mean, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, going to get all giddy thinking about this. But when Reese and I first were dating, um, when, <laughs> when we 
first said I love you, we kind of that day were like going off on some tangent of like, of like, oh my gosh, like everything happens for a reason. So if, you know, if you feel something, you should just say it because like, if you're going to hurt me, you're going to hurt me. So might as well get it out now. Like get out like the good feelings. Now this is like, sounds so weird, but like, it's like, you know, if everything does happen for a reason, if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. So you should just say how you feel now. Like if that makes sense. Or if it's going to go right, it's going to go right. And you can't rush it. Like there's no such thing as rushing it because it's going to go right anyway. So why not start now? Does that make any sense? So basically we were going off about that. And then like that day, that night Reese was like, oh my God, I just want to like say something. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just remember that like, <laughs> it's so dumb. Not really. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. That's another thing. I'm going to add in a, a footer, a sub note, a sub, a, a little line under here. That is another thing that I learned this year is that I need to stop I say this too much like I will say something and like or like go off on some tangent about something that's like making me happy or I'm just talking a lot about it. and then I'll be like oh my god that's so dumb like I need to stop talking or like oh my god I'm so sorry I was like talking for so long like what no also like this is m- literally my podcast like why would it be like oh my god I literally just went on such a rant like I'm talking like isn't that the point of the podcast <laughs> anyway um so less of that but um so yeah, I was just like, he was like, oh my God, I just, I want to say something to you. And I was like, remember, like, if everything happens for a reason, like, you can never say anything wrong or something like that, something cheesy like that. And then he like looked me in the eyes. Oh my God, literally so, ha. He looked me in the eyes and he was like, I'm so in love with you, Olivia. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Butterflies. I'm literally obsessed with this man. Um, but yeah, and so literally that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you feel something, say something. It's just because it feels better anyway, just to get things off your chest. And also communication is very important. Okay. Anyway, uh, number 15, wellness and meditation isn't always the answer. Um, and this was also kind of a recent (laughs) realization, but it is just so important that like, we recognize that yes, like romanticizing your day and being that it girl and stuff like on TikTok, how it's like, I was feeling down. So I took myself out on a date and I um, went to my favorite shops and I went on a hot girl walk and then I meditated and I journaled and, you know, my day really turned around. It's like, okay, sometimes that doesn't help. And I'm definitely a culprit of this because like there are so many times, I have so many videos out there that are like, I'm feeling down, so I'm going to do a favorites day, and this is going to heal everything. And then I'll go and, like, you know, do all my favorite things and be all happy, and then, like, that's that, and I'm not sad anymore. And that's great. But sometimes that doesn't work. And I think that that is okay to recognize that, like, going on a walk and just, like, if you're feeling down or depressed, like, meditation will heal everything. Like, the other day, I was so stressed out. I was having, like, just crying all the time. I was so sad. And I was like, I'm going to try to meditate. And I literally like had to turn it off. And I was like, I can't, I can't even listen to this right now. Like sometimes that stuff just doesn't help. And that's okay. Like sometimes it is okay to be sad. It is okay to have a day where you literally cannot do anything. Like again, you just have to listen to your body and understand that like sometimes it's just it's just a nothing. It's just a nothing day. And you will get through it. Time does heal most, um, but also 
So does medication <laughs> and therapy and like real help. I'm not saying that meditation isn't real help um, and that like holistic things aren't real help. I'm not saying that at all. I totally believe in those things. But, you know, if if you're not skilled at meditation, if you haven't been practicing it forever, or if you're not, like, in love with journaling or going on walks, like, those things aren't going to help you. And there are some days that, like, I will even, I'll try to journal, and I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling terrible. I'm going to try to journal. And it doesn't help. And then I'm like, you know what I need to do to, like, actually help this? Maybe I should, like, go on antidepressants. <laughs> like, maybe I should, like, be realistic with myself here you know what I'm saying I mean I don't know just the things that we see online aren't always the answer and not everything works for everybody the same way too so that's also important to know for the people that going on walks and journaling and doing all that stuff works for them forever that's incredible and I'm so happy for you um I would love to do all of those things in addition to being on medication and potentially going to the mountains somewhere for an extended period of time and um, completely healing myself and soul through a therapy program. Who knows? <laughs> That's like dramatic, but you know what I'm saying. Um, number 16, no matter how much space there is between friends, most of the time it's still good. Um, I get in my head a lot about this. I often will, you know, not talk to a friend for a while. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, they hate me. They don't like me. We're not friends anymore. And then we get back on the phone and it's like no time ever passed. Or we see each other in person. It's like no time ever passed. Your friends will be at different stages in their life than you. And that is okay. That's 110% okay. Um, and I think that if someone is a true friend, if someone's a real friend and they care about you and you care about them, you know, it will feel like no time has passed and it will still be good and they will still love you no matter how much time has passed, no matter what has happened. If you can, if you reach out, that person most likely will still be receptive and still want to be your friend and still want you in their life. And I think that that's really special. If I feel like a friend who I love so dearly and have had in my life for my whole life all of a sudden hates me just because we haven't caught up on the phone in a few weeks, most likely I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just as busy as they are. It's on me that I didn't call, not on them that they didn't call. You know, it's like it's a 50-50 split and it's okay, you know. I feel like friendship is a really beautiful, powerful thing in that way where no matter how different you are, no matter how strange your interests are and how just m different paths you're down, like you can still have so much in common, which is so funny because it's like even if you have zero hobbies, you have zero interests in common, you're like... You have your soul in common, which is ooh, so cheesy. But like, I really think that I'm literally looking at my photo. I have a framed photo of my little cutie little friend group. Um, and I genuinely think that like we all kind of have similar humor. You know, we're all kind of on the same page. We enjoy talking about this like same things. But for the most part, like we don't all have that much in common. 
but we are so connected and we love spending time with each other and we love being around each other. And I mean, they're my favorite people in the world. And that is really special because I think the thing that we have in common is our soul, which is crazy, but really cool. Um, Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think that no matter how much time has passed, friends are still friends and they will still love you no matter what. And that is very much so something that I have had to tell myself over and over and over again. (laughs) Still do. Um, Number 17 is I will wear what I want to wear and not to fit in. Um, Wear what I want to wear, not to fit in. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's what I wrote. I don't know. Um, I think that kind of has to do with, like, moving to New York and the fact that everyone wears all black, and I definitely don't. I don't wear any black, really, ever, unless it's, like, a black and white pattern, and then I'm wearing, like, three different black and white patterns, and it's a thing. But I just, like, you know, I prefer my color, and that is great. And when I went, when I first came to New York, I was like, I am not a New Yorker. I am not that cool girl strutting down the street in all black. And then I was like, wait, I am that cool girl. I'm me cool girl, and that's cool, and I love me for me. So, yeah, I don't know. Not that I've ever really, like, struggled with, like, wanting to fit in because, I don't know, I've always kind of, like, I've always dressed this way, like, my whole life. Um, But it is interesting. When I first moved to New York, I was like, I stick out like a sore thumb, (laughs) which is funny because so many people here, like, you know, express themselves and dress differently and, you know, not every single person here is wearing all black. Please, like, have you been to the NYU campus? Okay, so I just, I don't know. I like, it's funny that I even think that when there's so many people here being so expressive. But I did have a little bit of an identity crisis when I first moved here. Because <laughs> I was like, who am I? What am I doing? <laughs> What's going on? Um, but I love what I wear and I love my clothes. And I'm not going to stop dressing like a nine-year-old at summer camp anyway um number 18 human connection is healing even when i want to cancel um i'm kind of notorious for wanting to cancel plans um i i I don't you know i don't every time but i love to cancel plans um especially just because i'm lazy and i am afraid of human interaction and yet I'm so insanely extroverted it is the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning (laughs) it's so weird I don't know but it's just like it's literally like I want my alone time but with other people like I want my alone time to be in a really really crowded cafe where someone else is breathing down my neck like I I like being around people I like being around bodies I like the human interaction of small talk with a barista or getting together with a stranger I would prefer to get together with a stranger and like sit down at lunch and hear all their deepest darkest secrets and learn about their life and tell them about mine instead of being home alone and the thing that's interesting about that is like I always want to cancel plans and then when I actually go through with it and I like when I don't cancel plans you know when I like go to said event I am always so much happier and I'm always so glad I did. I have never regretted like going out with a friend or meeting someone new. Like in that, that's the thing. Human connection is healing. So many of these things on this list, I'm like blank is healing, but it was a year of healing. So, and I hope that this next year is too. (laughs) Um, Number 19 is that reading is a magical escape and also makes me feel way smarter 
And I didn't write this, but I will say it makes me feel way hotter. So there's that too. Um, but reading, reading's awesome. I definitely talked about this in my last podcast episode about my New Year's resolution. So I wanted to read more in 2021 and then I did. And now I want to continue reading more in 2022. And I have, and I want to keep doing that <laughs> in my 25th year. Um, but yeah, reading is awesome. <laughs> I'm yawning. I'm tired, but I don't want to edit this podcast. So I'm not going to, sorry, like, I'm not going to edit any of these yawns out, but we're so close. We only have like five more to go. Okay. Or four more. No, five more. Okay. Let's get to number 20. <laughs> number 20 is that 25 is not the end of my life and gray hairs are cool. This is exactly what I talked about earlier. Um, so you heard it there. Let's go to number 21. Okay. Number 21 is sometimes not everything needs to be shared in real life and online. Um, I am a very much so an oversharer, just as much as I'm an overthinker. So as you can imagine, I'm quite the oversharer. Um, I, you know, I, I have been notorious for putting my entire life online. And again, I'll get more into that if I do do the leaving social media um, little thing, little podcast episode. But I just like, I don't know. I feel like I... I'm realizing that I don't need to put everything out there. Granted, like, I love posting on social media. I love posting on my silly little story. Um, it's so much fun, and I love oversharing in that way. But I don't need to. And also in real life, like, sometimes I find myself, like, sharing anecdotes or very personal stories with people, and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, you don't need to know. Or even, dare I say, like, with family, I'll be like, wait, I'm an adult now. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of, like, I'm an adult. I don't need anyone else's permission for this. Or I'm an adult. I don't need to tell someone in my family about this, like, very specific experience that happened to me. Obviously, if I need help or, you know, like, it's a concern or something, you know, it's good to ask for that and to share those things. But I don't need to share anything anymore, which is wild. But it's like, for the first time, I'm kind of realizing that I can have a private life that I can have things that are just for me. And that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Number 22 is that being basic is so cool. And I love to be like other girls, um, which is so fun. And I don't know, I just love it. I, I, I hate it when people apologize for being basic. And I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I literally, like, I used to be so, I mean take it from someone who's now like the biggest Taylor Swift stan and I used to not like Taylor Swift because I was like Ugh, she's so basic Ew, she's so gross like why is she literally she's trying so hard like ugh, gross get over yourself Olivia disgusting um but I think being basic is so cool I love the girls that are just like every other girl I love doing basic things I love falling into the trends that are hot and everyone is wearing and because it's like I love people I love women I love men I love just like when people find things interesting and everybody latches onto it and they all do it and then it becomes basic and it's like wow so cool we all like this one thing that's so awesome <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't think there's any part of being basic that's boring like I feel like people a lot of the times like to equate basic with boring or like mundane or something and that's just like so not true like if something is good if something is cool if something's pretty like, go for it. Why would you not? Because other people are doing it, you know? 
Like, I don't know. I just, I love, I love wearing what everybody else is wearing. You know, obviously I'm out here wearing like fun colors and stuff, but like it makes me really happy to see that like that has become a really trendy thing and that people are wearing that and we're all like looking the same, (laughs) you know. I think it's great when everybody has like the same home decor and everybody has like the same one bag or the same like bookcase. Like I think it's cool. It's so wild how that happens. Obviously a lot of it is, um, you can thank like social media for pretty much all of that. And just even the idea of being basic is like definitely roots from social media and people all sharing the same things and things being just so accessible but I really enjoy it I, I think that it's really cool and I just think it's like so bad when people say that being basic is a bad thing but you get it I'm rambling which is another thing I'm, I'm not apologizing for yep, yep, yep. I just said I wasn't gonna apologize for it so I'm not going to <laughs> okay number 23 which this is something that for years now has been like my mantra and my thing that literally keeps me going, keeps me alive, um, is that there's always something to look forward to, even if it is something so small, even if it is something so mundane, as long as there's something to look forward to, it's life is worth living, you know? Um, so whether that's something as big and important and exciting as my birthday party on Saturday, which, by the way, um, is a small gathering with all my Bumble BFF girlies. Um, and I got everyone's vax card before for approval. So <laughs> I like didn't even look at them. I, I just felt really important being like, um, can you guys send me your vax cards? <laughs> very cool, very official. Um, but yeah, so it's nothing crazy. But like I was saying, if it's something as big and fun as my birthday party or something as small as like a new book to read or buying a new chapstick. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like as long as you have something like, oh, in two days I have this new book coming in the mail. Oh, in yeah, I'm so I have something to look forward to in the spring because I love seeing the cherry blossom trees, you know, like something like that, like something uh, the chapstick example was a terrible example. I don't mean the chap like buying a new chapstick. I mean, like you have something in the future to look forward to, not something that's so far off, not like, oh, one day I want to get married or one day I hoped you know like I mean like concrete things that you know are going to happen like plans that you've made and I think that that's making plans is such a good thing because then you have something to look forward to and then you have reasons to stick around which is awesome I mean if you need a reason as if life isn't awesome enough um but no life gets hard life gets hard I get that um number 24 and this is the last one because I'm about to be 24 years old. <laughs> Number 24 is to smile even when it's tough and to laugh at yourself. Something that I always do, which always makes me feel like a literal insane person, is when I am sobbing, when I am crying. I like to pull out, whip out my silly little phone. And take a photo of myself. Myself? <laughs> take a photo of myself. I don't know what that accent was, but take a photo of myself um, smiling. 
which is so criminal. The photos are always so sketchy because I'm trying so hard to fight back tears. My face is always like red and puffy. My eyes are like basically swollen shut, but I am smiling. A lot of times I'll be holding up a thumbs up. Who knows? Maybe a peace sign will get thrown in there. But it's funny because when I smile, when I cry, it's a horrible look. It's not one of my worst looks. But without a doubt, it always makes me roll my eyes and laugh because I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I look so ugly? I'm smiling when I really shouldn't be, but it's funny and I can't help but laugh. And so it's just like smile even when it's tough, even when it's hard. I love to force myself to smile because to circle it all back and to wind out this podcast, my main purpose in life is to find joy everywhere I go. <laughs> so even when it's hard, I'm still going to smile. You know, I like to smile. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that statement. I like to blank. But no, I do like to smile. And I and I just feel like it's it's helpful and it's nice. And especially in a world where we're in COVID and we have to wear masks all the time, which I'm very pro-mask, please know. But, you know, you're not seeing other people's smiles as much. We're not getting that nice, beautiful interaction from a nice stranger or someone in a restaurant or something. Everyone is all masked up, um, which is a good thing because, like, stop the spread of COVID. <laughs> but you're not seeing as many smiles. And we know how good it feels to smile and how good it feels to receive a smile from someone. So if anything, be the person who is giving a smile to yourself, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, I'm going to finish up there because I'm really tired. I'm basically falling asleep. And that is good because that was my goal, right? So I succeeded. And I almost am 24. So that's also a success. <laughs> I made it another year, thank God. Um, yeah, we're thriving, we're surviving, and we are jiving. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being so amazing. I don't know why I can't like enter my password on my computer. Hello, what's happening? Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for existing and for being you and for being so wonderful. And thank you for joining me on another trip around the sun and reflecting and doing all that stuff. Um, you guys are so great. I hope nothing but the best for you this year and all the years. And if you're also an Aquarius or you're also a January baby, drop a line. Let's chat. I would love to meet my fellow birthday buddies. Um, I love you guys so much. Go eat a piece of cake um, on the house, on me, my treat. Um, I love you so much, and I will talk to you guys very soon. I have a good feeling about this one. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>